Welcome back to the Wedding Wisdom Podcast with Doug Winters. I am, not surprisingly, your host, Doug Winters. Today is episode 63, and my very special guest is Erica Taylor Haskins, one of the co-founders of Tinsel Experiential Design, a company that specializes in creating truly immersive I keep wanting to use the word experiences, but experiential, I think, says it all. But completely immersive concepts that, be it a corporate party, wedding, anniversary, product launch, whatever the cause for the celebration is, what Erica and the Tinsel team do is create a truly unique and fun and immersive, engaging all five senses, unforgettable experience. It'll turn your party into a memory that you'll cherish for the rest of your life. Although this was the first time Erica and I had ever met, we just instantly got along so well that we are quite literally laughing from the first minute to the very last. So sit back and enjoy my first but certainly not last conversation with the endlessly effervescent, charming, delightful Ms. Erica Taylor Haskins. I am sitting here, <laughs> my living room to her living room, <laughs> and meeting for the first time the very lovely Erica Taylor Haskins Hi. from Tinsel Experience. Yes, yes, yes. And I, for what it's worth, I'm actually sitting on my bed, which is my office now. <laughs> I'm in a, a one bedroom in Brooklyn, so I'm like, well, this is my living room and also my dining room and also my office, also where I do yoga. <laughs> Yeah. I will say, I as much as I like my commute now because it's much faster, I I miss the routine of going in and like a stop for coffee and like getting the day wrapped up with our team. I've seen team members a handful of times the last couple of months, just you know from six feet away. Oh, it's crazy. Because I miss I miss that routine of just like seeing see my friends, you know, coworkers that are friends, and I have a hard time turning off the day yeah because it doesn't, there's no official start yeah. and there's no official end because i told you i just sit in the same place so like, <laughs> i haven't even gotten up to leave the big question yeah. is you know do i put on pants today right you know, exactly do i wear sweats and a yeah. t-shirt and like my working stretch pants or my lounging sweatpants if i do yoga then if i sweat i'd take a shower yeah. and then start again really the my best mile marker and i'm very grateful for this is my little dog because it at least makes me go outside a few times a day and it's like okay this is okay so it, it gives you a routine yeah. Okay, so let's explain the Jim McManus connection. Yes, okay. I know. We're part of the discipleship. I feel like every all of your last four. <laughs> I know. But here's the story. I book a gig in Westchester. Okay. And it's, it's going to be at the Hudson Loft in Irvington. I used to live in Irvington. And I said, oh, my God, they're finally using that the space by the Hudson River. Yeah. Which really has become awesome. you know, choice awesome, land, yeah. you know. So I literally was calling to introduce myself yeah. just as a, you know, to say you should know about my band because we just got hired there and, you know, yeah, I'd like to work really? for you guys. Yeah. And who should I talk to? That Mark Weber. <laughs> so someone said, I think you should talk to this woman. She's great. Her name is Joy Locke. Yeah. <laughs> so I talked to Joy and yeah. uh, I told him this story and he said, wait, they didn't put you through to me? Yeah. I said, Nope. <laughs> 
He was like, put me on this podcast. Oh, come on. You got it. Yeah, and Mark is great. I love it. Okay, so Joylock works for On The Mark yeah. Catering, which is in Stanford. Mm-hmm. Erica, yes, yes. you work for Tinsel Experience. Yep, I'm one of the co-owners. Liz Costelli, yes. Adette Contreras, yep, yep. And, and you. Yeah. And Erica Taylor. So married name is Haskins, yes. uh-huh. right? But you do professionally, you go by Erica Taylor. Right? Yeah, I mean, I didn't legally change my name. I'm Erica Taylor, and then socially I go by Haskins. Right, because on Instagram, it's Erica Taylor Haskins. I, I know. The whole thing is, it's, you know, being a woman, being a modern working woman is hard because, you know, so much of my, at least my early career, people knew me by just Erica Taylor and growing up and, you know, talking about personal brands and all that, where, right. you know, even just growing up and what a lot of my friends and personal colleagues call me E.T. Which I love. Um, it's great. <laughs> yeah, like my mom calls me E.T. My husband actually calls me E.T. often or he'll call me Taylor. Um, Which but, is also you know, cool. Yeah. Uh, also, one of the highlights of your resume was that you had a scholarship from the Jackie Robinson Foundation. Yeah. Who yeah. was, has always been one of my heroes. Yeah, that legacy is phenomenal. So yeah. Jackie's... Yeah. Everyone should know this. If I have to explain who Jackie Robinson is... Look, that's a whole other podcast. Don't, yeah, yeah. find another podcast. Um, but the greatest thing I ever saw in sports, they made Jackie Robinson Day. There's a tradition in baseball. If you're a Yankee fan, number three was Babe Ruth, number four was Luke Gehrig, number five was Joe DiMaggio, number seven was Mickey Mantle. They retire yeah. these numbers. Yeah. Like uh, Kobe's number eight and 24 were both retired. So no one else will wear them. So they dis- Major League Baseball, in the greatest move, said Jackie Robinson Day is... April 15th every year. Yeah. Okay, there you go, April 15th, number yeah. 42. No one can ever wear that number again in competition to sell Yeah, the foundation and his name that his, his widow and wife, Rachel Robinson, founded is, we adore her, you know, we call her the, the queen mother, but she, in his honor, a couple of years after Jack Robinson passed, opened a scholarship program that started with one singular scholar and has since had literally thousands of scholars um, based on merit, so high-achieving black and brown students and it's a four-year scholarship program but the most important thing is you know all of us get hooked by the scholarship part of it but the biggest value is actually the network and this big family that you're brought into where I mean I'm I'm a couple decades outside of college but I still talk to my my fellow alums almost every day we've got you know ongoing conversations and threads and chats and like you know, literally, I've got clients because of introductions to the foundation. We do an annual conference in New York every year where the scholars get brought in and they've all got their corporate sponsors. So you would go and have a lunch on Wall Street with Dow Jones or you go up to MLB and like, wow. meet with the, the, you know, the CEO and the head of marketing, whatever. And it's just these types yeah. of, you know, professional and personal development and then these relationships and networks that, I mean, it's it's truly invaluable and it's it's so special and i and i'm so proud to be part of it uh, and is was it run by rachel so she i mean she started it now it's i mean they've got a, a great staff that's based now just historically <laughs> speaking just so you all understand what yeah. we're talking about we're in the middle of the worst pandemic since in 100 years a number that no one says enough but a hundred and twenty thousand people are dead Dead in our country alone. Vietnam, yeah. the Vietnam War, fifty-eight thousand Americans died. Mm-hmm. Devastating. In the past, 
three months, as many people died in America as died during the entire Vietnam War. Yeah. Now it's doubled. Yeah. So that's, I mean, historically, that's where we are, and that's why we're talking from a distance. But Jim McManus. (laughs) (laughs) So now we've done Jackie and Rachel Robinson, and I interviewed Joy Locke, who, by the way, is episode 57. For those of you who haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. (laughs) She was wonderful. She was totally delightful. I mean, you know Joy. We all know Joy. She's she's great. What's her name? You know. And she mentioned Jim McManus's name. Mm-hmm. I should connect you with him. He's great. Yeah. Right. And my friend Erica Taylor. It's <laughs> a very tight group. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's the one who invited. So yeah. I called Jim. Then Jim basically introduces me to everyone else, yeah. including you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joy started the whole thing. Yeah. And then, so the past five people I've had on have been five of the past seven have been Joy, Mark, Bill. <laughs> Yeah. And Jim, who's the head salesman at Party Rental LTD yeah. that I didn't mention, but he says I'm normally, you know, I'm basically a table and chair rental guy, but I have these relationships with people. Yeah. And he says I'm a dot connector, I'm yeah. a weaver. But what does that really mean? Yeah. I'm finding out what that means. <laughs> I mean, he just introduced me to the world. He yeah. says you are, he says I could tell the stories you've been telling me, you're one of us. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're part of the discipleship. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I met Jim through through Bill. Jim says, "Oh, there's a whole there's a crew of young people that you really got, have to get to know. It's <laughs> lovely that you had Preston Bailey and Ron Ben Israel, yeah. all these legends, you know." I call those the adult, the adults, the adult table. <laughs> exactly, but the kids' table that's really to, you know, ready to take over. You should yeah. get to know professionally yeah. as well as podcast professionally. So I met Joy. Yeah, I met Jim. He says there are three young people that you really have to get to know. You got, you got Joy. There's this guy Bill Coyne. Yeah. This girl Erica Haskins. Erica yeah. Taylor. Yeah. You're the final piece of the of the fraternity. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's a little Illuminati, doesn't the way you're saying it? Talk about Jim for a minute, because because he really is a, a a truly unique individual. Because Jim genuinely gets joy out of connecting people in the right way. Yeah, it's that. And I think he has a really special talent of of really understanding what people's unique talents are and what they bring to the table and then being able to match make them both with clients and with other partners. You know, he basically introduced me to to Mark, even though I knew Joy before. I think actually I got introduced to Mark before Joy was even part of the team. And that was through Jim because he was like, you just have a synergy. You guys have similar like mm-hmm. vibes and energy and the types of clients. And Jim's always been really supportive of our team and the way that our aesthetic unfolds and doing things really differently. Okay. So what, what I haven't really set up here is that Tinsel is a major event company like David Beam or... I, mean, I love that David Beam. Wonderful. Also another famous Virginian, by the way. <laughs> An, and an, another singer. I, exactly. So we're, you know, kindred spirits, you know. There's like two or three party rental places in the city. But we are very, <laughs> very tied to party rentals just because, you know, Jim and his team have been so gracious for us and really let us play and like, you know, we'll do things like the Whitney art party and, you know, we'll kind of like pick out a suite of, you know, tabletop stuff. And he's like, oh shit, but what if you use this thing instead? And I'm like, yeah, let's go, let's go crazy. Or, oh, know. wow. 
Yeah, we threw, we threw an event. Um, this was our fourth year doing it last February um, called The 11th House, which a quick backstory is, so Adet Liz and I, my business partners, we're all Aquariuses. All right, I'm terrible with this stuff. What is that? What month is that? So Adet is late January and Liz and I are early February. So we're all Aquariuses and, you know, we started this party four or five years ago and kind of meant it to be like a post-holiday holiday party for our clients and our vendor partners, knowing that we're all crazy in Q4. But so when we got to Q1, we were like, well, shit, it's like almost our birthday. So let's kind of like tie it all together. Wait, wait. What? What is Q1 and Q4? Oh, my. Oh, Q4, you know, like the quarters of the year. So Q4 is like... Oh, it's like an economics term. Q4, Q1. Hey, I was a music major. I never took a business (laughs) class in my life, you know. (laughs) So, okay, the top of the year, top of the year. Top of the year is... So Q1 is is like the first quarter for your accountant, January through March. Yes, 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 yes. So, you know, after the holidays, we're like, let's throw this party for all of our people. And then we're like, well, it's almost our birthday. So let's maybe make it like astrology theme. And it just, it stuck. And as we were looking at this, the 11th house of the Zodiac is the house of Aquarius, which happens to be the house uh, of community, of groups, of celebrations, of toasting, of cheers, of good vibes. And we were like, well, fuck that. Perfect, right? So in any case, earlier this year before coronavirus, our fourth edition of this was at the New York Public Library. Dream come true, like such a, a bucket list. The year before that, we did it at Angel Orisons. The year before that, we partnered with Runway. So, I mean, really dope spaces. But for the last couple of years, Jim's team has been so overly generous and awesome. Well, you didn't say what it was. Oh, wait. wait, you didn't say what. So this is Tinsel's yeah. throwing a party, uh, throwing an industry party. So it's literally, it's it's a, you know, a combination of our industry peers. So you'll be on the list for next year now that we know you. I was just going to say, I'm counting on an invitation. Um, our top clients. Our friends. I mean, it, it's gotten bigger and bigger year over year. I know when we started this, you pointed out my my tinsel tattoos. We've had tattoo artists. Oh, no kidding! At the party. So we did tattoos at the motherfucking library. <laughs> See now, that's that's what a clever event planner does. Who would have ever thought about that ever? Definitely the first, maybe the last <laughs> time that that that's great. Yeah. Like you'll never forget us because we're here on your body forever. And just so people know what we're talking about, the tinsel logo is literally just a triangle. Uh, you know, it's like it's the, the strongest shape. There are many reasons behind him, but can't break it. Can't knock it down. Um, but Jim, you know, Jim's team has been awesome. And like, you know, they've brought so much to the table for this event. And again, just let us really play and kind of like raid their inventory. To- Thank you. Because yeah. you, you're going to explain more about party rental than Jim did because Jim and I were talking about philosophy of life. It's like tables and chairs, tables and chairs. I'm like, Jim, more than Just that. being modest. But yeah. yeah, tell everybody what party rental is. Because I'm, you know, as a band, you know, I'm completely self-contained. So much of events are these, they call it the alchemy of events, right? It's like, of course, you can just have tables and chairs, but it's when you have the right type of tables and chairs, the right number of tables and the right placement is when you have the event come to life. And they can have furniture. 
Yeah. So they do everything from, I mean, bars, screens, glassware, flatware, you know, all the back of house stuff that's, you know, not part of my world, really. And talk to Mark and Joy about that. Joy and I talked a lot about back of the house and front of the house. And- yeah. And even from your perspective, I mean, there might be like staging, podiums, like all those things that go into making the event that, you know, from our perspective, dealing with the aesthetics. And in a lot of cases, it's this logistics, right. but so much of it is this immersive design is, it seems like a minor thing, you know, down to like, which wine glass, which champagne glass, is it stimulus, is it fluted? Is this going to knock over in the wind? Is this the right kind of glass to dance with? Like, is that going to spill all over someone's gown? Or, you know, I know that they've got this, but does that match the linens and et cetera? So it's, it's this whole big puzzle of making sure that all of these things fit together design-wise and functionally um, and that's what Jim's team brings to the table. And when- So it's literally like walking into Bed Bath & Beyond or something and see a million different cups and a million different wine glasses and a million different tumblers and a million different shot glasses. And, and then you say, well, I need, I'm having 400 guests. Right. So I need 1,600 of those. I need, you know. I know more of the place, but I mean, <laughs> I think this is really fascinating. I've always really wanted to know yeah. about this. I would say to everyone, I see a party from the bandstand. If people are dancing, yeah, I'm good. Like, I'm yeah, good. I'm That's happy. It. I'm smiling. If the bride yeah. is smiling, the CEO wants us to say over time, I've done my job. Yeah. And I did. I listened to Jennifer Zabinski's recording with you the other day, which I loved. And she, you know, spot on where she said something to the effect of like, you know, her job and, you know, likewise, when we work with her is to make sure that everything feels in harmony and it's not one piece screaming louder than the other. I told her exactly what I just said to you. And she says, well, think about it. If people leave saying, oh my God, what a great band I danced all night. And they're not talking about the flowers. They're not talking about the food. They're not talking about the event itself. They're just talking about this great band. She says, what does it say about everybody else? Smart woman, that Jennifer Zabinski. <laughs> Another hilarious thing that happened in the Jennifer Zabinski podcast. I think I used the word party planner and vendor in the same sentence. And she stopped me, Cole, and she says, well, you just mentioned the two words I hate most in the English language. And she called herself a producer, I know. So Yes. Know, she got in the pod- oh, so you listened to her podcast. I did, I was, I did my homework, Doug. All right, good. All my, I told you, this whole lineup, I was like, I know all these people. I need to say what they had to say. When we finished our interview, I said to her, so, are you impressed with the fact that I we just talked for an hour and a half and I did, never mentioned the name Serena <laughs> So she says, I am very impressed. It's usually everybody's first question. She blew me away. She was really spectacular. She's really on a different level. So we love Jennifer Zabinski. But is she not a competitor of yours? We're certainly not competitors with Jennifer Zabinski. It's a funny ecosystem. In in these kind of relationships, her team really focuses on the big picture and bringing on partners, not vendors, but partners like you and the whole lineup of everyone that contributes to the event and run of show, the logistics, the coming and going, and especially acting as really the main liaison for the clients. I thought that was a perfect expression because the producer on a Broadway show is even in charge of the director. Because it's a whole production. They hold the purse strings. Yeah. You know, they make the budget. They they are in charge of they're in charge of everything. Exactly. Exactly. And using that analogy, and this is often an analogy that I use in a case like that, we're the set design. So our team sets the scene, the immersive experience. You know, what do things look like? What do they feel like? 
um, you know, down to the lighting, the color scheme, the floor plan, et cetera. So we work really closely with the planners and producers for social events where they're doing, you know, the big picture, everything. And we're really focused on, you know, what that design is, where the easy answer for that is like, you know, the flowers. And of course, our team does so much more than flowers. We're really known for outside of the box design and using other you know, unexpected things like rolling a Corvette into the Wayland, you know, space or a getaway car or, you know, hanging 60 foot chandeliers made out of mylar from the ceiling, you know. No, really? Yeah. Wait, describe that Corvette thing. Oh, oh. we did a, a bank heist holiday party at the Wayland, it used to be called the Wayland BC more in Williamsburg, the big old bank with the dome, like the cupola. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it was, I mean, it was a dope party. It was amazing where we, you know, used the bank vaults as a photo booth and had stacks of money and coins and kind of like the Scrooge McDuck moments where people could There play. is a perfect example of what you do, okay? Yeah. So, yeah. So describe the place bare bones without anything. I mean, it, it used to be a functional bank and it was a beautiful Beaux-Arts building with a huge safe and safety deposit box spaces. It's, it's beautiful. Now you as an artist and you and your team. Yeah. yeah. Look at it and say, wow. Exactly. Here's what I could do with that room. Yeah. So, so many people use it in its, its, its current state, which is very stately and kind of Beaux-Arts and like these beautiful columns. We like to funk it up. Mm-hmm. That's what we're known for. So we... Yeah. You know, turn the, the the big vault that you walk into into an immersive photo booth where you literally can jump into piles of money and throw dollars in the air oh, and throw wow. coins at people. So you filled yeah, it with money. We filled it with money. It's not real money. Yeah. yeah, Monopoly money. And then we had an aerialist that hung from the, the top of the cupola, like kind of like a silk rope artist. And as she spun around, spun around, spun around faster, 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 her dress kind of like let loose you know, coins and glitter and all of this. It's very Cirque du Soleil. And part of it is we worked with the Classic Car Club of Manhattan to rent a, a Corvette that we drove into the building and then no. had a big fan blowing. So it looked like you could do have like a little like Bonnie and Clyde getaway car moment, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so let's get into the nitty gritty of that. Yeah. What's a... All right, so <laughs> so many questions. How do you drive Corvette into bank? <laughs> yeah, okay. So, a, how many permits are involved in this? Ooh. How many people have to okay this, including the city of New York and the borough? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And then, how many teamsters or whatever have yeah. to be in charge of? Had you measure the fact that there was it was big enough? The doors were going to be big enough to get yeah, it in. Where all this mat so, in. I know. You know, just the angle of the, the ramp that it had to go up so we don't right. scratch the bumper. And, you know, we have some very mighty insurance, oh, okay. <laughs> liability insurance. But, you know, even just concerns around, like, what is the fuel tank situation? Oh, How do we God. make sure this, you know, the engine will grab? You know, what if someone gets drunk and tries to turn this thing on. I mean, there are a million things to think about. Oh, my gosh. Um, like or one if of a candle is near it. And- exactly. And actually, the same client. So this is a, it's a tech security client that we've worked with for the last couple of years. The same client had an event this last year at the De Gaulle Greenhouse in the Navy Yard, mm-hmm. where it was a naughty and nice holiday theme. So naughty and nice? Okay. Yeah. You enter the venue going through. You pick which tunnel. One that was strung with red twinkle lights the other one was white twinkle lights and it's kind of like you know you go down this path and you pick naughty or nice 
And the whole space was split like this, where it was like, this is like the naughty side and everything was a little like, you know, tongue in cheek and like spicy, you know, hot margaritas over here versus like the kind of like pristine white snow drifts over here oh, and like that's the ballerina so funny. or white tutu. But where I was going with this is the, the masterpiece of this whole event. The clients had their hearts set on having a snow sledding hill inside and we were like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, went down so many. By the way, for those of you who can't see, my mouth is hanging out. And, <laughs> and I've done really fancy parties. <laughs> this was, and we, you know, we were going down so many paths of how to achieve this. And they had this, you know, very specific vision. They're amazing. Like, they're so creative and they're such great clients. But they had this heart set on, like, a Now, why type. did the tech firm, ha- did the CEO, was he a, uh, just a big, he was... A snow guy, a mountain climber, or was he? No, just like so the idea. They, you know, the women that run the events team, just they were like, "This is we need this to happen." It was like part of their like, "This is like the absolute this thing must happen." So we we're like, "Fuck, let's okay. do it." Okay, so working really closely with our fabrication team. I mean, this was like a twenty-four foot thing. We had to do so much math around like slope, velocity, and my whole joke, this whole thing was like velocity plus vodka. <laughs> how do we make sure that people having a great time at their holiday party don't go fucking sliding out of the door with the other that's end? hysterical um, but it was so awesome I mean they, we built this thing out of Teflon and had people going down in their beautiful sequence gowns and tuxedos oh on God. like inflatable inner tubes and you know I, I got to test drive that thing and I was like oh fuck that, that's a, that's a, it's higher up there than it looks from the ground <laughs> Wow. And you had it built. We, we had it built. You Like you were designing a ride in Disneyland. Exactly. We had a snow machine blowing over it. I mean, it felt like you were up on a, on a snow mountain wow. inside. And then, you you know, you slide down the hill and then go get your drink. Oh, you my go. God. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awesome. How did you so, get people up? A little chairlift? Yeah, so we actually have <laughs> uh, the sausage yeah. being made behind. That's what I'm this, saying. That's what this whole thing is about. It's like you hear about these spectacular parties. It's like, now let's talk about the nuts. How, do you, how the hell do you get a Corvette into a building? And so, Yeah, this particular one, so smartly, we, our fabrication team is like the best way for this to be structurally sound. Now, when you say fabrication it, team, you literally yeah. mean, all right, so if, we, if we're going with the producer, director, costume designer, mm-hmm. so the fabrication team is like the costume designer? Um, so they're the guys actually building the set. So we make design a set, but when, you know, if you're at the Met Opera and that crown comes down from the sky, like we built that, that's our fabrication guy. So they're not part of our core team, although we keep them tethered pretty close to us. Our, you know, our, our main guy, Jeff has a, a background in TV set design and production. Oh, wow. He's, he's legit and he can, he can build any and every, he builds most of our stuff that we need him to, to do. And he us. works for a tinsel or you hire him as an independent? Uh, we hire him independently. Although okay. if, if you talk to my team, I'm like, he's ours. <laughs> Don't let him talk okay. to anyone. <laughs> he works with us. Um, but his, you know, his brilliant idea was to build it out of bleachers. So we rented this huge, Honkin' set of bleachers that you might have at, like, a football stadium. Wow. And then he built the girding and, like, the, the surface of it on top of that. So that's what supported the slope and allowed people to walk up the stairs to go down the slope so it was structurally sound. And then he covered it in, like, you know, kind of flexible Teflon. I'm seeing you my... Yeah, you said, like, Teflon, yeah. Yeah, to make that, that baby slip. <laughs> so you slide. Yeah. 
Isn't that wild? Wow. I know. Now, how long did that take to build? Oh, just like a day and a half. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, but there's there's serious plans. I mean, this this is like like building a house to tear it down for one you know for one day. Yeah, it's structure. I mean, imagine you have to have you know at any given time. 15 adult bodies on it and feel good about Fresh. it not falling down and potentially drunk <laughs> you know you know, Egg, women, just, you know exactly vodka soaked bodies going down vodka soaked yeah. bodies that is velocity yeah. plus vodka yeah. it equals how danger. much insurance exactly. <laughs> um but that was that was another favorite one so same clients you know they got a corvette one year they got this this hill the next year's same client yeah, yeah. Wow. Wait, let's go back to the Corvette and the, and yeah. the big, this giant safe. Because yeah. a lot of the places, like Chipperani Wall Street used to be the stock exchange. Yeah. And it's just there's this gigantic building that literally yeah. used to be, you know, when it's empty, is just a great hall with yeah. 9,000-foot ceilings, which exactly. makes the acoustics a nightmare for the band. Yeah, but you, that's I another know. story. But <laughs> um, And then it's your job to make it into and make it look different than how it's been used before because this you know, people have seen it you know it's like sure i've seen a space and i'm sure it's like beautiful but how do we make it like holy shit like i've never expected that to happen or you know look at that right because again like you know that space often is used for really beautiful weddings and there might be you know tall arrangements and candles and like mm-hmm. amber up lighting which is beautiful right but again like what our team is known for is like special kick it out of the box and do something. Oh, know. that's great. All right, so yeah. you'll work with a Jennifer Sabinsky, a like a, a producer, a, a, I hate to use the word, a, a wedding coordinator. Yeah, you know. and for and that's specifically for social and wedding clients. For corporates, right. we actually do most things soup to nuts. So for that, we do do, we then play the role of producer and designer ourselves. As you know, it's just, it's a different animal. You know, the, the social clients, it's a lot more oh, personal yeah. and, you know, there's a lot more educating even, you know, with our corporate clients, they often, it's their job to do this. So they, they kind of know how to plug and play us versus, you know, rightfully <laughs> so if you're a bride or groom getting married for the first time or, you know, even, you know, a birthday. And this family dynamics and this. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot more to navigate and, you know, all of that. So yeah. that's, that's when our our amazing planner producer partners come in to handle that. So Jim uses this great expression, strategic partnerships, which is brilliant. Okay, all right, yeah. Because if you have, all right, we keep using this name because she's one of the people that I interviewed for the podcast and I was very impressed with her. I just met her one time. I remember she went to University of Pennsylvania, which is very impressive. So she is a top New York City event producer. So when she has something special to do, she will call you to say, all right, the client has a vision to do this thing. Yeah. And we'll take care of all the other stuff. What we need you to do is to take care of this. Yeah. Is that basically how it works? Yes. So yeah. then who's your exactly. boss? I'm the boss. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, then are you answering yeah. to the client or are you answering to Jennifer? So in this scenario, ultimately, I mean, our our main point of contact would be Jennifer and her team. Okay. I mean, we are, are in conversations with the clients sure. and often, you know, it's this collaborative moment. Where but we're you're all, under the umbrella of yes, Jennifer yep. Zbensky events, JZE. It's, in this, you know, in this case, it would be a Jennifer Zabinski production. Right. And we're reporting for, you know, we're part of the, the, yeah. the dream team, as we call it, you know. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so for corporates, you do it all. Yes. 
Oh, I'm so jealous. There's a party that you have to use me for that I insist. Which I'll one? play for free the first year just to show you how great we are. <laughs> Joy, tell me that you do a party for like 2,000 people for Spotify. Oh, yeah. <laughs> said, that's that's my kind of party. That's that's what I want to do. Yeah, they know how to party. So we have the last couple of years done the holiday and summer parties for Spotify. And it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger every year. So the first year it was 900 people. I think they are up to about 2,000. But again, they the company that likes to have fun. They like to party. I mean, they usually have, or at least you know, the last couple of years, they've had several different musical acts. And as you might imagine i mean they they usually kind of hire like maybe a dj maybe a band but then they've got this great network of labeled people and names and names to headline and, to play for know. 20 minutes yeah yeah exactly. then the band comes back on well the exactly, dj yeah and what's awesome about these events and it really actually has helped us with a lot of clients is they're very aware that you can't have one type of party or experience that's going to be a fit for everybody and especially as their group amplifies and gets bigger and bigger and bigger you like you have to have like the experience for the the extroverts and the outgoing people that just want to like fucking dance all night you've got to have this quiet moment for the people that might be you know more introverted and might need like a, a quiet space to have a conversation to have a thing for someone that wants to sit and just like have a conversation with their friends we need an activity for you know they've got like this whole like tech component where we we hit the nail on the head one year we created a, an arcade where it was just like you know rolling in arcade games like pac-man and you know so we thought it might be popular for like a little bit it was like line like they were just like there packed and Lines. like yeah. happy to be there that was like their thing so you know this kind of choose your own adventure mindset to events is how we approach a lot of our big events where it, it can't to, you know, to this point, going back to this, it can't be just great music because not everyone wants dance. And like, it can't be just what I would consider great food because it might not like hit the right note for everybody if that's not their palate or what their diet dictates. Right. Whatever. Someone was asking me, I think it was Preston Bailey, who said, well, what do you do if someone says, I want to have all the courses up front, like in the first hour and a half, and we'll have like a big fancy dinner and then have two and a half hours of dancing. I say, I hate that more than anything. <laughs> and he was hysterical. And he says, why? I said, think about it. I mean, for a wedding, you're sitting for an hour of the ceremony, an hour of the cocktail hour. Then you're going to come into a room and sit for the next hour and a half <laughs> and eat after you've just eaten for cocktails? Yeah. Get up and dance for 20 minutes. Get Work up a little appetite. Oh, you, like, you like the breakup? Yeah, totally. Mm, interesting. Totally. Interesting. Gotta but break I it up. I love being a guest at weddings. Like, I love going to weddings. I'm the person that I'm like, I will be the first one on anyone's dance floor. I'll help, like, get you. I'm like, I'm a, I could be a professional, like, party starter. <laughs> I like to, like, eat, get it out of the way, get a good base, and then I just want to, like, drink and dance all night. Just for a second, you're going to dance for two and a half hours. I sure am. That's 160 <laughs> minutes, whatever the number is. Dedicated, yes. Okay. That's a long time in heels. I'm a professional. I've got a long, long history on it. The reason I loved my conversation with David Beam is that, ironically, it turned out that both of our favorite song was In the Stone by Earth, Wind & Fire, um. which if you haven't heard it, I'll play it right now. Yeah. Ready? Go. Let's listen to it now. Okay. Yeah. 
We'll come back from commercial. Um, and I said, well, I'm not going to play In the Stone in the first five minutes. He says, when you do a party for me, you better. I want that to be the first song. And then, and then crescendo from there. Yeah. Said, the greatest song ever. I want, I want, yeah, I I want that impression as you yeah. walk in. I want that dazzling impression. Yeah. People to be blown out of the water exactly. when they walk in. Exactly. And I said, I love that. See, that's where David Beam and I align. I'm like, I, you know, I told you, I'm like, I want to dance the whole time. I'm like, start strong and stay strong. I don't like a workup. I don't like the like build up. I'm like, build it from the beginning. Jim asked me what the word experiential means to you. I mean, it's a great word. Yeah. But to me, it seems kind of obvious to what you're describing. Experiential means you've created, it's not just a party. Right. It's high touch. It's not just a party. It's just this collective memory that we're creating for people. And it's thinking about it from different perspectives where it's not just the aesthetic. It's not just looking at something and being like, oh, that's a beautiful room. It's, It's thinking about the other senses where, you know, is it that it smells like something like we're kind of like taking it to another level of like, okay, we've kind of infused this scent that's not overpowering and not like, you know, what's that candle put it out, but like something that's like, you know, again, for the 11th house, we did at Angel Orsons two years ago. It, it, the theme of that 11th house, and you can t- check it out, hashtag tinsel 11th, um, was Black Magic. So our, our kind of ongoing joke that's not a joke is that we call our, our team our coven, you know, that we're all witches and, you know, we, we make magic. And we actually, we had a photo booth that there was this big neon sign that said fucking magic that was a big hit. But with that, we had these really beautiful, great designs that people looked at. But we also had incense going and like these like kind of like you know the scent wafting throughout the space we actually brought in witches of the east village from enchantment to kind of do like these great infused candles that people could set their intentions and walk away with something to take home and you know branded palo santo pieces that people could take home so that you know when they used it every day they thought about us and you know filled their their home with the same scent as the party you know you're the first person to ever mention The other yeah, senses, yeah. to use that expression, it's the other different. senses, which I think is brilliant. And I think it's because yeah. I've had, you know who I've had, exactly. on, you know, exactly. the top florists, the top designers, the top everybody. Yeah. But you're the first one to actually use that term. Yeah. And of course, you know, music and sound are a big part of that, too, where, you know, we are very specific about who we partner with, you know, from being a you know band perspective, the DJs, but even there been things where we brought in, you know, kind of like surround sounds of crickets to make it feel like you're out in the woods or... You know, moments like that, that's not overpowering, but it's just that little bit of like a, you know, effervescent feel. Even from a visual standpoint, we did a dinner a couple of years ago where, of course, there were flowers or, can- you know, we love flowers and candles. I More candles, the better. But the other part of the table that was so special and really stuck with people is that we did these little glass jewel boxes that had live butterflies in it. That you're sitting at the table and just seeing this, you know, kind of dynamic, beautiful motion further than just seeing beautiful flowers, which we all love, but this other detail that's like a whole, you know, that same party, we did a photo booth where we had hired a live peacock and you could like pose with this beautiful peacock. So everyone's picture is a little different because the peacock is doing things. Yeah, so, you know, it's part of our design aesthetic of layering these different, you know, elements and details in a really thoughtful way where, again, for this particular party, it was just, you know, there were little maybe three by three glass jewelry boxes. See-through. Totally, you know, see-through glass pane, and then they had, you know, brass edging, 
And, and we filled it with little, you know, just little flower buds, ordered butterflies. You know, every other place setting had this. So you could kind of like absorb it as you were, as you were dining. Oh, wow. And it's cute, you know, after the dinner, we let, let them go in Manhattan and they live their little Manhattan butterfly life. <laughs> oh, you just literally just opened um, them up? Yeah, yeah. Did some people take them home or? No, no. Okay. I mean, would, would, you know, let it free, let it free. Just so beautiful. And, you know, again, something that was a really memorable detail that it, it doesn't have to be cost prohibitive. Like it wasn't costly to do that by any means, but it's this very special moment. That, no, but it's know, a brilliant idea. And when you, you said about the senses is that that's visually could very, be very hypnotic. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, especially after a couple of drinks. Yeah. You know, yeah. I love that idea. That's great. Whose idea was that? Was that your idea? You know, that was my idea. And I will say, I, I don't take credit for most of the design work that our team does. And in fact, actually, they usually tell me to, to not do that. It's not my role. Right. Of course. Well, there's, and there's three of you. But that particular detail was my idea, which I, I really love. And we've, you know, we've talked about it with a few clients. We try not to repeat ideas. That's the other fun rule of engagement with our team is like, unless someone really loves something, we try not to repeat something just because right. it's possible with someone else yeah and but you know that was a, a really fun one right so just so people get this idea you're talking about like the spotify party mm-hmm. and i can't even imagine what the budget is and they say make this happen for us we we want this ski slope to happen uh-huh. or something, yeah. right? there's no limit to kind of what your imagination can come up with yeah and then if they want to do it they you know they don't have to do it or you could say all right well we didn't want to spend 10 million dollars on this but right yeah it's a collaborative conversation and it really is again that's that's where the area of expertise comes in hand is like you know how do we do something that's immersive and out of the box and memorable that you know that the whole the whole mo is like to make someone say holy shit like i just want to hear people walk in and be like holy shit you know how do we do that within the parameters of the budget within the parameters of the brand guidelines what feels right for the company culture so again i think what our team is really great at is like it's not that you know our clients have endless budgets you know knock on wood and you know thankfully our clients have good budgets but someone you know like these holiday parties or you know summer parties that we've done for corporate clients a lot of times it's like the whole strategy is like, how do we do something that's big? And I mean, I'm holding my hands out. It's big. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Thank you for doing that. I keep, I, I, a lot of times I forget that this is yeah. audio, totally oh, audio. I'm holding my arms <laughs> out. But, you know, physically big, but also impression-wise big yes. with the money that we have. So, again, like, for example, a summer party we did last year um, was summer school themed. And so we had these different pockets of the space that, you know, this was like the library and there's something going on there and this is the cafeteria and that's where the food was, et cetera. But our favorite, like, well, my personal favorite was the art room where we essentially rented out these big, um, easels. Well, like no bigger, bigger, like train cars. Oh, train (laughs) cars. Yeah. It's like much, much, much bigger. I'm thinking way small. Bigger hands. Um, (laughs) you know, like, like storage containers basically where we covered them in plastic tarps. And then we had, you know, these suits, you know, like kind of like hazmat suits that people could put on on themselves, a hood, goggles, and then, um, just buckets of paint balloons. Oh my God. You could just like whale people with these paint balloons and like walk out and just like be covered in paint. And again, like that's something that like, you know, besides the storage, the shipping containers, that part wasn't as expensive as one might think. But besides that, I mean, the cost of that was, you know, some plastic like painter suits, balloons and acrylic paint. But people loved it. 
But it was, I mean, that's again, like, that's a holy shit moment. Wow. A lot of like, like just, you know, gesturing of like, look over there, go over, like come to here. And um, yeah, that's where our team really shines is like, how do we have that like little wink moment of like, yeah, they got it. They nailed it. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. But again, like I said, the whole point is like, you know, there's something for everybody. So not everybody. And it's a whole night thing. It's a five. It's yeah. We're talking four or five hours. Exactly. Exactly. You know, some people literally sprinted to it when they discovered it because that was like their jam. Some <laughs> people, you know, it took them a couple of hours and a couple of beers to like really feel comfortable doing yeah. it. A little bit of like carnival feel, right? Where you can kind of like just circulate and feel out what's in the space and say like, oh, I'd love to do this, but I want to do this. And I want to like make sure that I grab my friends and we do this thing together. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, it's just like moving, moving the, the energy around the space. Did you have it this year? Was it, was it knocked out by COVID? No, we didn't have anything this year. What, what, <laughs> yeah, when was so, it supposed to be? Um, I mean, our, our whole summer schedule got knocked out. Oh, so tell me about yeah. it. Yeah. So, I mean, usually our, our summer parties, our big schedules are usually in June. So it would have been right around this time. Oh my gosh. And, but, yeah. yeah, that Here is, see, that's what I, I, <laughs> the one kind of depressing thing that we should discuss. I mean, there's so many depressing things you could bet. I mean, we started out talking about 120,000 dead people. So it's, you know, I understand it's a hard comparison to make because, you know, nothing compares to the the loss of life. Right, exactly. But, you know, you know, rightfully, our industry in particular deserves that that recognition, too, that I mean, there are so many people in the events and hospitality field that, you know, even even though we're going through these phases and things are starting to open up besides, you know, I think two factors, one of physically and legally being able to gather en masse, but also just psychologically and emotionally. And when our clients are going to be, you know, mentally ready to do that or two different things. So to back it up, my friend Jose, who I will introduce you to, he's a phenomenal wedding planner, but I feel like more recently, and this is, this is a, a weird word to drop here, but he's become TikTok famous. Um, for his his TikToking is under the handle NYC Gay Dad. He's a single gay dad with three kids, and they're the cutest. And he's I mean he was just featured on Now This. He was on Good Morning America on the Today Show. He's about to be on Ellen, and like he's kind of built up this like huge following for just doing these hilariously funny vignettes and like funny little videos. What's it called? Kids. Single gay single gay dad. NYC Gay Dad. Okay, got it. On, and what's his TikTok. name? His name's Jose Roland. He is awesome. Um, but I was going to say is, you know, he's got, he's got um, three kids. Okay. So a son and then twin daughters who are all, they're so cute. Like it makes my ovaries hurt. They're so cute. <laughs> so, <laughs> Let me guess, you don't have children. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Okay. He's, he's inching me closer every day. But, you know, his son, who's the oldest, is, is biologically his, his husband's who's passed away since. So he's a white <laughs> little kid that lives in Brooklyn, whereas Jose's daughters, the twins, are biologically his. So they're little Puerto Rican, little mamacitas. That's hysterical. And so the ongoing joke is like, I mean, they like, you know, they, they're awesome. Just, you know, it's that nature nurture thing where they dance and they're just like, so like they just flow, even though they're like, you know, five or six years old, yeah. they turn six, that they just like naturally came to them where they were just like, da, 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 da. Yeah. Whereas Avery, who is, I think he's 
eight. It took him a little bit to like, you know, figure out how to move his hips, but he's, he's, he's getting there. Little, they always say his little white boy hips, but it's, it's just so cute, you know, with just, you know, growing up in this environment that I, I told him, I was like, I hope that you keep encouraging him to dance because we need more boys and men to feel comfortable dancing. You know, even if well, that's hips, the thing. Even if their hips need a little work, you know. The guys in my band, they would all, we knew that the groove was really hitting hard. Yeah. If you ever, when you. I would start dancing. Yeah. And then invariably someone would come and be, no, Doug, here, you, you, no, the hips, your knees don't move, you know, your hips stay here. And they would literally take parts of my body like, and try and move them. And I say, you don't understand, in my head, <laughs> I look like Usher dancing, you know what I mean? But they said, oh, trust me, it's more like Jerry yeah. Lewis. <laughs> not like Dougie Dougie. Yeah, no, not Dougie Dougie, right. But so doing the Dougie, they'd make fun of yeah. me dancing. It's like, but the more they did that, the more I wanted to do yeah. it. You know, because it made me start to feel yeah. comfortable doing well, it. Well, look, next time that you guys can play in person, I will be there. And I, I promise you, I will be one of the first people on that floor. I went at the last. Well, this has been such a pleasure. Yeah. And I cannot thank you yeah, enough. Yeah, of course. And I, I wasn't kidding. Can we really get? Yeah. Can, can we get Jose? Yeah, do you want me to call him right now? Let's yeah, see. He sure. might be. I know he's driving out to Provincetown today, but let's see if he picks up. Try him if he's there, and if he's there, connect me with with him, and we can have the conversation on on the podcast, and either cut it out or not. Yeah. <laughs> Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice uh, system. Alas, nine. Okay. Alas, that's all right. Yeah, yeah well, don't don't give out the number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, call me. Yeah, no, he's great. I'll introduce you by email, but he's he's a very special. Okay, person. great. I love him dearly, and you will love him too. I don't know if he's connected to gyms. I don't know if he if he can be part of that that club, but <laughs> that's okay. There's other there's plenty of other clubs. Other, other clubs. And and you know, but what's fairly funny is that everybody knows everybody. My favorite thing is you. <laughs> Because you know everything. Literally, I, what did I think you said? I've had sixty. You're the sixty third. I went guest. down the list, and I was like, "Yep." I was like, "Leslie, Andrea, know her." <laughs> yep, know them yeah. all. Yeah, it's just Great. so great. I love, I love that. I love. It's just. I mean, it's a big city, small industry, and you know, I always right. feel like I part of my my chief growth officer role, which I love, is it is my job to know everyone and like for people to at least know of us, whether they know me personally or not. So I even. In, a, in the world before coronavirus, I love that my job was to go out to parties most nights or like to go to networking things and connect with people oh, and like uh, to, you know, to do that. So you have the, you're the one with the expense account. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Not at the moment, but before coronavirus. Not at the moment. Because we're all, all right. So I everybody has to whining understand and within the, we're all in the constructs yeah. right now of a friend of mine in LA expressed it best. She says that we're all on pause, Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's in a way, you know, we could say it's tragic, but it's not, no one's dying. Yeah. There's it's silver linings. I mean, I think <laughs> at that point, like all of us were running at a hundred miles an hour and it's been a nice yeah. forced slowdown where I was like, oh, that was funny. Me. What Mark said yeah. to do on Mark's, Mark's yeah. podcast that he was saying that, we're all kind of adrenaline junkies. Yeah, it is. Like he says, is. He says uh, if I'm in the kitchen, I don't care if I'm washing dishes, I'm, I'm literally the head chef or I'm sweeping the floor yeah. or I, I don't care what I'm doing. You know, it's just like the energy yeah. is just so exciting. I mean, that's why we love you know? events. Like it's always that like, you know, it's that 
opening night moment every night that yeah. someone else and to me it's like it's play without a dress rehearsal where you just gotta like nail it and gotta get it right and somebody yeah. used that expression yeah I can't remember which one and, but, yeah but someone said it was literally putting on a Broadway show without a dress rehearsal yeah maybe Kate Edmund and Kate right I think you quoted and no, whatever Kate yeah. Edmonds yeah Kate Edmonds. Kate Edmonds I love Kate you know who loves World. to dance you know who loves to dance is Kate Edmonds Matthew no, oh well, Kate yeah Kate is a no dancing kidding. queen. Oh, but yes. <laughs> She's great. She's been on the podcast twice. Yeah. She was so. on once and I, I fell in love with her because she told that me she accent. used to do the parties for the Rolling Stones, darling. Yeah. Saturday Night Live. Yeah. She's a cool lady. She's got some fun. Oh, she's very cool. And then I had her on after Prince Harry married Meghan Markle. Yeah. So I had to explain about that. What did, what did Bill say at the uh, at the end of his thing? When you come right down to it, we're all just the smiling hired hands. You know, it's our yeah. job to make sure that everyone else is happy. You know, when we hang out too, I have as much fun as everyone. I just I love being in that environment. And I miss it yeah, a lot. we all miss it so much. Yeah. Don't keep my dancing for two and a half hours. We're gonna fight about this forever. <laughs> all right, <done. laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Come back with my litany of like my debate points next time. <laughs> Well, Erica, thank you so much for doing this. How do people follow you? We're at tinseldesign.com. And then on Instagram, we are tinseldesignnyc. And that's tinsel like on a tree, T-I-N-S-E. So you, you personal? Yeah, people can follow me and my dog personally. <laughs> I love watching your things. Your, your thing is hysterical. Your Instagram that's where I get hysterical. very political. Tinsel only tiptoes into politics. Erica loves hammering into politics. But... <laughs> But personally, you're welcome to follow my Instagram. It's Erica, E-R-I-C-A, Taylor Haskins. And you can follow my adventures of my dog, my political views, and the Broadway shows that I used to go to. <laughs> what I can't wait for? July 3rd. Because of Hamilton? Yes. I know, I know, I know. That and In the Heights. I saw that show three times on Broadway. I cannot Did you it. really? Yeah. In the Heights? Well, yeah, yeah, no. Anyway, yeah. you are amazing, and thank you so much. Thank you so much. This was fun. And, um, yeah, let's hook me up with Jose. Yeah. And I anyone know. else you think of? I know. I've got a list. I've got a good little list. I'll yeah, think about it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Eric, cool. thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. And not surprisingly, true to her word, within 24 hours, she indeed did deliver three unbelievably exciting friends of hers that are all giants in this event industry. And I couldn't be more thrilled than to bring you those podcasts when they happen over the next several weeks. I've committed to doing one of these a week, and by God, I will do that. Please stay safe, stay strong, wear masks, and we will all get through this together, I promise. Until next Monday, this is Doug Winters signing off.